Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. We discuss every name as well, whether we're talking about Enid or Jane or the Wizard of Magic Land. But this week we are talking about a really deep dive. One that I had disregarded until about two weeks ago when Jordan, who is an upcoming guest, asked me why this song wasn't on the list. And, and to be honest... I had slid it in with their spontaneous songs like the bird poop rap and stuff like that into discussing as, as an appearance. Um, we had a, a state representative with that name of at the time. And so my mind just kind of slotted into them spoofing on stage about that person. And I didn't fully listen to the song. That is not the case. Uh, but before we get to the song, I should introduce to you the co-host that I have for tonight. Tonight I have with me Jeff. Thank you for joining me, Jeff. Hello, everyone. And I'm, how are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? <laughs> Gonna make the editing hard right out of the gate. Hey, hey, Tracy, what's up? <laughs> not much, other than a lot of editing now. <laughs> sorry. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight to discuss Michael Brennan. Michael Brennan took his pen and wrote a letter to me. Told us about his sons. There's Patrick, Daniel, Ryan's number three. We'll defend him and befriend him. He's in tune with his chief. He was born in a place called Morristown, the state of New Jersey. He's an artist. He got started when he met Isaac Whipkin. Never met our drummer Tyler's childhood buddy Steve. Brennan in the house tonight too is he your guest he is no. I, I wanted to the here's the problem there are a lot of Michael Brennan's and right it doesn't matter that we could whittle it down by the kids names that we live in the electronic age that we um that we are able to like know the town that he came from he is still an elusive person to try to find no matter where he is I'm sure it's the one guy that we that I found it's got to be him. You think I'm convinced. so? I'm convinced. I'm going to make my case for it. First of all, this was not a song tonight. This was a damn research project. <laughs> so let's just... I, I reached not expecting... out to four Michael Brennans this week. All of Did them, you? All yeah. of them wrote back to me, this is not me. I've never heard this. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. But look, give me your research on the one that you think it is. Well, I, I, I did a search on Michael Brennan from Morristown, mentioned in the song, Morristown, New Jersey. And the one that kept coming up was the medical marijuana guy. Yes. And I never received a response back from him. But here's, it kind of fits though, because if you look up this, uh, it does seem like a cool guy. Um, seems really cool. Yeah. Um, Michael <laughs> Brennan from Morristown, New Jersey. <laughs> Michael Brennan, if you listen, if you're listening, uh, come on the show. We would love to have um, him on the show. I try. Yeah, apparently he's uh, both like the chairperson for the Coalition of Medical Marijuana, um, and he sounds. Uh, I, I guess he has his own. He, he had his own uh, health struggles and pain, and uh, 
nothing was working for him. So he went to Philadelphia. He had access to a research lab in Philadelphia. And that's where he learned about medical marijuana. And that Philadelphia will keep coming back. This song really hits close to home, literally, for me. Because it's from Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia, yeah. Philadelphia is like <laughs> Lancaster's next door big brother with less parking. That's an interesting <laughs> way of putting it. More Rocky statues, too. More Rocky statues. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that seems that 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 pattern seems to happen. I'm I'm sure wherever this was, because uh, I knew pretty quick this was an ad lit. This was one of the improvs. Um, uh, just sounds like it was produced. It was a produced improv. Um, I, I can't. I believe that this was probably performed in or around Philadelphia. I would think. I don't. Know. So here's here's how this came to be and why it's on our list and and not like oh that's an improv. We're just gonna put it into the um, appearances section. This actually was available for download. This actually was something oh, wow. on the internet. So what happened was um, it was actually released on eMusic as part of a contest slash prize. So eMusic had this, this contest going on for whoever hit the 100 millionth song download, which it was Michael Brennan. Um just for, for uh, trivia knowledge, the song he downloaded was Diamond Ring by Mississippi Fred Dowell off the album This Ain't No Rock and Roll, ironically enough. And here's a quick snippet of that song. Lord, I'm a broken baby. Lord, you won't even call my name. I got the blues so bad Lord, I don't know And for people that are wondering, no, B&L did not sample the background music for the rap part of this song. Um, they they used a different background rhythm for this song. And not even well, the it same sounds piece. very similar to the one that people are most likely familiar with, which is uh, Uncle Elwin yes. from Rock Spectacle. I mean, it's got the same flow for the most part. And it's one that same they usually kind of do for yeah. any of their raps or are spontaneous type of on, on the cuff kind of songs or ad libs during their shows. Yeah. Um, so he hit the 100, 100 millionth song. And won this song written by BNL to be made about him. And then that song was then available for one month on download from eMusic as for free, as well as a part of one of the free re downloads that came with Bare Naked Ladies Are Men. Oh, okay. So it officially so maybe is. It's, maybe it's not the guy. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah, so I mean, there aren't too many. Not, not, too, of, not too many Michael Brennan's pop up when you type Michael Brennan Morristown. Um, I will say that on for the if I put Michael Michael Brennan Morristown, New Jersey, and Facebook on there, I got fifteen different responses. Oh wow! That was just like the first scroll, and then it said page two, and I'm like, no, I'm I'll, I will go with the top 
top four here. Uh, same Did thing you on Twitter. Do a random sample and just start reaching, DMing people and saying, "Is this Bare Naked Lady song about you?" No, I did look to see if there was more that kind of connected them. Uh, I did try to use names of their children and stuff like that if I was able to find it. Um, but I, I was able to kind of whittle it down to four people. Of those, I heard back from I, three of them. I heard back from. So the one that you mentioned, I did not hear back from. Right. Okay. So I, I don't know. Um, this song is available for download on the archive as well as available on YouTube. So I will have that in the liner notes for people to go and listen to the full song. Um, it was written in conjunction between eMusic and BNL. And I, I love the fact that I think Michael actually either responded to them in a letter or actually sent them a letter to give them information so they could write this song and get, you know, that way they would have enough information not to just to kind of make stuff up on the fly. In the letter, it actually said, no, I've never met Tyler's childhood buddy, Stephen Fink, uh, <laughs> but thank you for asking. <laughs> oh, and it happened in December of 2006. So this was a long time ago. And then the song was made in 2007 sometimes. By the way, he was not a fan of BNL, um, as far as we do know. So, um, oh. <laughs> we know that he lived. I, so maybe he doesn't listen to the show. I I, I don't think he does. Unless he is now. Maybe he's maybe he's a fan now. Maybe I'm hoping. Michael, once, please once reach fan out to us. a song about you. That's gonna. I might change your mind a little bit. <laughs> oh, check him out then. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the song. Um, why don't we, we don't have Aaron, so I'll do a quick breakdown unless you have something you would like to add about the music. Oh, uh, no, I would just like to add, I've never known less about what's going on in a song than this one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very, very simple. Um, it's, it's basically B&L doing their riffy thing. Although this is kind of like that bluesy background that they sometimes will bump in there, which makes sense since he was downloading a blues song. I'm, I'm guessing they probably right. were like, Hey, let's, let's kind of lose it up. Lose it up. Yeah. yeah hold on. Um, so I, I, we didn't have Aaron. So I looked it up online and all I could find was that this song is in the key of D major and is at 117 beats per minute. Uh, I think you and I both agreed that I think there's only like one or two chords throughout the whole yeah. <laughs> song. It doesn't change. Pretty much, I think so. <laughs> it's it's pretty yeah, simple. I think it's <clears throat> yeah. I think it just bounces back and forth between two, from the sounds of it. Very basic too. Basic bass line. I mean, they do they do toss a few things into there, uh, keyboards and, uh, um, but I mean, it's pretty much the same thing throughout the whole song musically. Well, and they were. Tr this is just before Bare Naked Ladies Are Men was supposed to be released. So they're still trying to edit Bare Naked Ladies Are Men. There was only six months between Our Me and Our Men came out. So they're trying to basically finish up a double album and also do this kind of production piece. Right. They didn't have a lot of time to put a lot of effort into making yeah. a full blown up. I don't song. think they needed to, though. I don't think they were really. It was just meant to be kind of a fun. Kind of a, a throwaway type and, thing. Oh, exactly. And if you're having the song made about you, like even this would be like a stellar thing. I don't care what band yeah. it is that's making it about you. Like to have a song written about you is pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so Agreed. let's talk a little bit about Michael Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who he is, but we know he's got three sons. So, um, like I said, I, I looked him up, and the only guy I could find was the, uh, specifically 
on, on my search was the medical marijuana guy who did spend time in Philadelphia. Um, apparently, he's got three sons, Patrick, Daniel, and Ryan. Yep. He's in tune with his chi, and he hails from beautiful Morristown, New Jersey. <laughs> I know that. Which is then interesting because there's a Morristown, the and there's also a Morristown. There is a Morristown. I've been through. I've actually been through Morristown. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, that, he, that he's an artist. He got started when he met Isaac Whitkin, who is a sculptor. Oh. Um, I believe, yeah. But here's what I thought was interesting. Uh, Isaac Whitkin is a sculptor who taught in uh, universities in New York, New Jersey, and Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. So there's a connection there. Philly, Philly shows up twice already at this point of the song. And he, he, I was going to say, there is another, another Philly moment in here if i remember there correctly. is another philly there's another philly yeah. moment, oh okay yes. good we, yeah we'll come back to that yeah well he, he obviously likes e-music because he downloaded uh i love the fact that they throw in zune in there like here's <laughs> here's this piece of did, did you throw in zune <laughs> yeah they were just they were going for uh some crazy rhymes on this song I mean, that's for sure well a crazy um, rhyme but it's also like antiquated like one of yeah, it, yeah, it's like yeah. throwing in eight track you know <laughs> I'm guessing Michael must maybe maybe he does some kind of uh, therapy or massage because it says he passed Patsy with Shiatsu, mm-hmm. which is you know Japanese, uh, essentially Japanese acupuncture. Uh, by the way, uh, just to clarify, a uh, full disclosure, full transparency, I didn't know a lot of this stuff before. I started. <laughs> Shiatsu massage is, is a type of massage that's most commonly like known, obviously, from Japan. Um, a lot of hard, um, hard repetition in trying to break down the muscle is what I know. From. Ah, okay. So maybe that's what Michael does for a living. So maybe it's not the marijuana guy. We don't know. Maybe the I, or maybe he both. originally was doing that, and then maybe he does both. Yeah. You know, it, the song mentions nothing about marijuana, as far as I can tell. So, well, then it kind of gets cannabis. It, it really kind of goes down a, a then it really gets really weird. funny yeah. and hokey path, which is what I love. They're like, okay, we have nothing more to kind of go with, so let's have some fun with this. He invented deviled eggs and chips. And, he created <laughs> chips and dip. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was rocking with Doak without Dokin back in eighteen oh five. Dokin, I believe it's Dokin. Yeah, uh, the weird year. Dawkins I actually recognized because Dawkins did do the theme song um, for Nightmare on Elm Street three. That's like the one thing I know about them. They 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 did Dream Warriors, so they did a horror movie theme song. Uh, so I knew who Dawkins was. Now they, I don't believe they were around in eighteen oh five. Well, I would I, hope not. <laughs> they were they were they formed in L.A., uh, not Philadelphia. So I don't see the connection there. I don't believe they. They're not. They don't hail from Philly. These guys. So this is where this song takes a very CNR type direction. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and I don't. You would know better than I would. I'd have to look it up. Was CNR out by this point? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it was. Because I'm wondering if they got the, this kind of absurdity from Weird Al, or Weird Al got this kind of absurdity. From, well, CNR was on a, a mandatory fun. Okay. Which came out, I want to say, like six, seven years ago. Oh, so... Uh, no, that was 2014. Was, yeah, so this would have been out before then. 
But yeah, I think Weird Al already had CNR. been doing stuff like that. But CNR is yeah. definitely along that same vein of like, right. let's yeah. let's take this take person that is known as a folk hero kind of thing and take him to that next level of really of just really uh, even smarter than Jimmy Carter. He taught him how to drive. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His hammer is like the almighty Thor's. Like, I just love how they're like, we're gonna take this and just see how far we can go with it. I do like the rhyme with that too. Just give him coffee, hold the toffee, all those crappy flavored pours. Uh, it's really that's 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 a that's a fun little rhyme there. Um, I did not know in this next series, the Silver Surfer, Papa Smurf. I knew I didn't know who Oogla the Mock was outside of a comedy band. They are a they are a comedy band. Okay, um, so who, I didn't know who, who is Oogla the Mock. Uh, um, he, uh, in, in, I believe in, in the Marvel cinematic universe, he is the companion of Thundar, the barbarian. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. They went a really deep dive on he, that. He apparently was known for like ripping up trees and branches and using them as a weapon. If he wasn't using his stealthy bow. <laughs> um, and he did come from Philadelphia, I believe. <laughs> <Not true. laughs> So I didn't, he came I, from Philadelphia. One, really, he's he's uh, the OG like hero of Philadelphia. He's the he's the OG. Yeah, before the there was OG, a Philadelphia, yeah, that he created right, Philadelphia. Right. He he made the bell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Stefan joins us. Hi, Stefan. That iPhone three has has remarkably good audio. <laughs> no, my phone is way dumber than an iPhone 3. <laughs> it's a smartphone, but it's like nursery school level. <laughs> yeah. It's still on finger painting. We're, All right. we're halfway, we were halfway through talking halfway about through the, the lyrics yeah. of this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, were, what, what was your yeah. thoughts on this song, Stephanie? Well, you know, my thoughts on the song... Are, are interesting. It's, it starts off with a cool beat. I'm like, oh yeah, all right, this is going to be good. Then it turns into like this white Canadian rap, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? I'm like, it's got like a cool beat going on, blah blah blah. And then the chorus kicks in. I'm like, all right, yeah, I can get into the chorus. You know, it's like it's got arms in there. It's got like variations. It's yeah, the like arms cool on the chorus singing. are cool. Yeah, I'm like. Now, if they could only apply something like that through the whole thing, I think they've got themselves a, a better song. But uh, as far as the lyrics go, I haven't looked at the lyrics. That's all, that's all right. So we're going to go through the lyrics, Stefan. Um, but you should probably know that this this oh, was cool. not a serious song for them. Um, this was not something that they planned on releasing to on an album, so to speak. This was a contest oh. winner... Well, uh, I'm sorry, Michael, that uh, this is your song. And um, wow, I really kind of screwed the boots on that one. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't mean I don't like you. So. He's not with us. You're okay. We've established Michael uh, wasn't a Bare Naked Ladies fan, so he probably doesn't listen to the show anyway. Well, in that case, I, I guess the lyrics are... I, I I was listening to the lyrics quite a bit, and it seemed like it was kind of fun uh, in, and focused around Michael. <laughs> um, 
Brendan? Well, it starts off about Michael, but then they take this weird turn as Jeff and I were just discussing about how it seems like, okay, we don't know anything more, so what kind of weird stuff can we throw Let's just make up stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny now in in retrospect that you say that, because then we get to the next stanza, which we have the next one we're going to get to, which is, we're his favorite band in the world, or so we'd like to believe. (laughs) He likes the songs of Ed Robinson and also a Steve. <laughs> yeah, I did catch that. That was now, pretty I, funny. I wanna I wonder if in like when he wrote the letter to them to tell give them some details about himself. I'm wondering did if he, he said like, postcard? Oh, I really like that one week kind of song. That was really cool, but you know, I'm uh, not really a big fan on your newest stuff because then they really they diss on themselves really well. Right they there. diss on themselves, yeah, which is funny. We sort of, you sort of lost me on the chimpanzee. <laughs> one. That was, yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm getting a new respect for the song because I bet in the letter it probably did say something. He's like, I don't know about that postcard one. <laughs> what was that? Well, one that's about? what that's what really caught my interest with the song is the specifics that they had on on things. I didn't know it was about Michael. Uh, a winner or anything like um but not knowing any of that I, I was saying to myself man they know this guy like this is a real person they know him and they're able to bring him like bits and pieces like yeah i'm not sure about the chimpanzee stuff <laughs> you know and then i was thinking man this kind of sounds like me <laughs> And then they just decided to take a, a really right turn, right hand turn, and they're like, "Okay, now we're going to start randomly mentioning different artists because <laughs> he's an artist. Bernini is a meanie, and Rodin is the man." <laughs> well, I did look up Bernini, and Bernini uh, does tie back because he is also a sculptor, right? Ah. Uh, he he's an Italian sculptor, as uh, is Rodin. He's credited with as is Rodin, uh, but Rodin could also be. Um, the giant flying monster kaiju, but you don't know. I, I'm um, pretty sure he's referring oh, to the oh, thinker, but just, I mean, I thought that sounded familiar. I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't that guy from Godzilla? <laughs> like a big yeah. giant thing. To my knowledge and my research, uh, neither Bernini, Bernini nor Rodan ever went to Philadelphia. So uh, I don't know that for sure. It's possible they swung by Lincoln Financial and caught an Eagles game. I don't know that. Google won't tell me. But Bernini Parent is known. Now he, Bernie, yeah, well, Bernie Parent is. They they, they took a stretch there. I guess Bernie Parent would be the flyer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Bernie Parent was a flyer, was a Philadelphia And the fact that they mentioned the flyers twice makes me think that he also mentioned that he liked the flyers. Which Which is why I keep coming back to this really sounds like a Philly song. Like all the references seem to... There's some something Philadelphia about this song. Yeah, he must have like gone. I can smell, smell cheesesteak all over. This <laughs> oh, it's cheesy. You got that right. Well, fortunately, I'm a fan of the Flyers too. So, oh, are, no. are, are they sure oh. that they're writing about this Michael guy and and not me? <laughs> Honestly, this is this is uncanny. Like the X Men. Oh, that's a n- nice, yeah. nice reference there. I like that one. So, wh- what do we think in the letter then has to do with telling John Lennon about HR Puffin so, stuff? I, I gotta, I gotta say, I don't know who HR Puffin stuff is. <laughs> oh, it was, it was an old show. It was an old children's show with puppets. 
Okay. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Witchy Poo like- cracks down. Yeah. Witchy Poo and yeah, the kingdom. My guess like is King- that Captain Kangaroo-ish. Yeah. Yeah. My oh, guess cool. is they were they were searching for rhymes as they were go like at, this is where they were just kind of like going off the cuff, and I get the feeling like okay, what rhymes with Brennan, John Lennon? Okay, and what rhymes with stuff? Well, stuff. H.R. Puffin stuff. <laughs> I re- I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I'm convinced. No, I'm convinced that sometime back in the height of Beatlemania, Michael Brennan actually met John Lennon. He had the opportunity to meet John Lennon. And the conversation actually went like, you know, uh, imagine, uh, okay, that's <laughs> good one. I went, off, I went off the rails. Imagine is a great song, <laughs> but have you seen HR Puff and stuff? What do you think about that classic children's show? Like, I, I believe that that's what happened. This man had the chance to talk to John Lennon, and that's what and he, he brought that's up what HR he talks Puff about. And oh, and that's what he talks well, about. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't know. John Lennon who, the writer of the I mean, music would, for HR Puff and stuff? What are, you, what are you gonna do? Talk about Twist and Shout or something? I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, going to say that he's like the, one of the he, greatest mu- musicians of all time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's all right. I'm trying to look at when HR Puffin stuff was on TV. Oh, this goes back to the 60s, I believe, 60s, 70s. But, you know, when it comes to like the song, I, I think they, with the talent that Naked has and the beat that they have, the beat was awesome. And the chorus was just really great. <laughs> I don't understand how how they could just kind of let it fall like that. But well, in in fairness, I think that was the point, though. I think like they do ad libs on stage, they do the improvs on stage, and I think that was the idea here was just meet this guy, this random guy who won a contest, find some stuff about him, and let's just. Let's just do a nonsense song. I think that I think that was the point. Yeah. Honestly. Let's let's yeah, do what we normally they do. Rise up and, they could have rise up and been like, "Hey, you know, we have to make this song. Let's make it a hit." They could have, but I don't see them doing that. I can see that. For yeah. I can see well, why. And I, they didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see. A, I don't think they could make it a hit though. If you're writing about, you know, because when I pulled yeah. it up, I was like, "Who's Michael Brennan?" If if your first question is, "Who is this person?" You probably don't have a hit on your head. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but I mean, how many songs have we're like, what is this song about? And we've tried breaking it down, um, especially the dark, weird stuff that Steve writes about usually, you know? But I Well, mean, maybe that was part of the point where they're like, well, we, we don't want to go dark. <laughs> no. I'm saying that they've, they've sung better songs about worse things. Oh, I, I agree. I, I think that this was them. They they had made a deal or they're okay, let me let me fix this. I don't know they if they start. even made the deal. It could have been their production company or their manager making a deal for them to to bring some publicity to them. Um, although they were no longer with a record company at this time. But they, they had they still had management at that time. They still had had people that were there. <laughs> Public relations. Yeah, public relations people. Um, and I could see how that, that maybe they were like, you know what? We just left our record company. We don't have people putting our promotions out there anymore. We need to promote for ourselves. So let's just do what we're good at, which is us like coming up and doing ad-libbing and just and do that. That's what people love in our in our concerts. Like, let's just do yeah. that. Yeah. 
You know what, uh, though? And it works, though. Like I said, I, I see the point. I mean, I'm not going to call this like a legit single or oh, song, no. but um, one of one of my friends is a musician um, uh, or a guy that I know pretty well. John, John Brennan, another Brennan, uh, the guy who does the music for uh, the last drive in. Um, he did a contest as his album was uh, coming up as he was about to release his, his next album where on Twitter, he said, if you retweet this message, I will write a, a ditty about you. And so people went nuts. I, of course, like without even thinking about it, I was like, Oh, I want that. So everyone's retweeting. And this guy for the entire weekend, was just getting on, on the camera and just taking your profiles, your Twitter profiles and just singing little jams about them. I wonder uh, if and we wrote had a ditty about it. Jack and Diane. <laughs> uh, yeah. A well, little one. I will say that Jack and Diane probably got, you know, one of the more polished songs, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I think it was just a fun little PR thing and it worked. And I think that's all it was meant to be. This, that's all this was meant to be yeah. too. Just the fun yeah. PR thing. Cause who doesn't want to submit their name, you know, to get a song written about them. I mean, I, I think most yeah. people would want that. So they probably had this letter with all this stuff in it and they're like, let's just come up with a fun improv rap. Yeah. Instead of making a really dark Steve song. Matter of fact, oh, yeah. I'm guessing that Steve probably wrote one of those, and they're like, "Dude, we can't, we can't put, we can't release that." Michael Brennan's gonna hate us. That is like bad PR. Maybe there are some true stories in here from the letter too. Maybe they actually did get their Chevy from Eugene Levy. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like Eugene Levy was riding high on American Pie fame, but the Levy was said, dry. No, I don't want this. I, it might have been. It might have been dry. Uh, um. <laughs> Eugene, we love dry. you. Please come on the show. <laughs> yes, please come on the show, Eugene. So Eugene's riding high on the American high uh, pie fame, riding high in the pie, and uh, says, "You know what? I don't want this beat up old Malibu anymore. I I'm gonna get that that Corvette I've always dreamed about." And it just so happened that Michael Brennan just bumped into him on the street, or a friend. He was a friend of a friend. Uh, Kevin Bacon was probably in there somewhere too. It was like a friend. I mean, friend, he's friend, always friend. in there somewhere. No, but I bet, uh, I bet Linda's Mike's wife. Oh, I'm sure. In the Marvel. They drove this. Oh, we have to throw her into the last line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's going to be in there somewhere. I, I enjoy this song for what it is, but at the same time, yeah. I'm not going to like go out and listen to it and, and like, it's not going to make it onto my playlist for something to listen to often. It's a wonderful cheeky song. That's fun to listen to like yeah. once in a great while. Nah. It's got a good beat. I think they could have done better. I think they kind of copped out on it. That's that's just my opinion. <laughs> hey, you're allowed to have your opinion. That's why we want you on the show. Mm -hmm. We like your opinion. Yeah. We're well, allowed to disagree with you, man. Well, <laughs> they, they chose to do something that they always do instead of be like, hey, we're a legit band. We get paid to do this. We have how many albums out? At that point, eight. Yeah. yeah. But they weren't technically paid to do this. It doesn't matter. And speaking of not being paid, by the way, <laughs> we are not being paid by Michael Brennan. That is this week's advertiser <laughs> that is not paying us. Is Michael Brennan. He ran for the Senate in the state of Maine. Um, and, and he was there from 2001 to 2006. And he did a lot of stuff in the Senate. He was a really great representative. Not paying us to talk about him tonight. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Is he up for re-election? No, but he should have asked BNL to write him a song. Like, was it the politician? Was that the guy? Yeah. 
That's the one that did no. the song. That's that, that's okay. why I, that's why I thought that it was this uh, wonderful. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Though. <laughs> That'd be really cool if it was the the uh, what uh, senator elect or senator. Um, he was going for a senator. Yes, right. Or he was. He, he was a yeah. state senator. Okay. He was. He was a senator. Okay. So, but he's not going to pay us for this because he's he's not even running for the Senate anymore. No, he no, has no real no. reason to want our advertisements. Didn't even buy the T-shirt. No, <laughs> no. Love you, Michael Brennan. Don't come Wait. on the show. Wait, we have T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, oh, we yeah. do. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, we, we do. do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, you're 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 including yourself in the we, Stefan. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we have t-shirts. We have t-shirts? We do. Yes. What do we want to give this for a rating tonight, Jeff? Uh-huh. Well, I'm convinced that our boy Michael Brennan is a Philly native or refer- or has has ties to the the great city of brotherly love, the great city of Philadelphia, my next-door neighbor. Um, so I'm going to say this is going to be on a score scale of zero to five cheesesteaks. Because what says Philly more than a good old cheesesteak? I mean, that's making it really tough for me, Jeff. Because Sorry. How, how can I say I just want one cheesesteak? I know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, want, yeah. I want more than one cheesesteak because I like cheesesteaks. That's a good point. That's a good point. Steaks. But uh, Stefan is going to go first. I am? Oh, you fantastic. Are. Well, I'm going to slam it. Because um, <laughs> the beat's awesome. It's kind of cool. Uh, I can listen to that beat almost all day long. And uh, they added some uh, pretty cool, uh, cool inflections into it. And I made it really um, uh, different in certain spots. Uh, but the lyrics, uh, well, the lyrics are fine, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's just how they were singing it and all that stuff. I, I wasn't a big fan. And then they kind of turned it on for the chorus. I'm like, what, what's going on with this? The chorus was great. The beat was great. Just fill in the rest with good stuff. And, um, you know, just don't cop out or do things half halfway, you know? So, uh, and because they did things halfway, I'm going to have to give it a halfway score. Because I, I like the beat, I like the chorus, um, everything else just um, just didn't do it for me. So, sorry, Michael, but uh, I'm going to have to give it like a solid 2.5. Cheese steaks. Okay. 2.5 cheese, two and a half cheese steaks. That's, a, that's a good eat. amount two, of cheese steaks. I'll take, the, I'll, take, I'll take the other. That's a good amount. Yeah, of I'll, I'll yeah, take that many cheese steaks. I could do that. I could do that in a sitting. I love cheese steaks. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, I'll go. Um, Hey, Jeff, why don't wow. you go? I thought I was, uh, this did not go the direction I thought it would. <laughs> um, I actually, I actually like the song in a way. Um, <laughs> um, it's not as, like I said, it's not a song, it's an improv. And I think it's fun when they do their improvs. I don't think I'd put them on my playlist. You know, I'm not going to cram it in there next to, you know, off the hook and, and Brian Wilson and everything. Um, but I also like the sentiment of it. I like the fact that they wrote a song for a guy and they took all this information. That's a fun little project for a writer too. I think a lyricist to, to do that. Um, so I like the sentiment. I like it as a PR thing. Um, but um, I don't even know if I could call it an average song. That's fun. I enjoy it. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I thought I was gonna be. I thought I was gonna be. Uh, uh, I thought I was gonna be higher than Stefan. This this kind of blew my mind. I'm actually giving this a two point one. Oh wow. Yeah, like it's a, it's fun for what it is, but I don't know if I'd even call it like an average song, right, right. in my opinion. Uh, it's it's a it's a fun tribute for uh, this guy, and and for that it works, and and he know and that guy gets every reference in the song, which is cool. And I'm sure every time he listens to it, he's like, ah, that's why that's in there. <laughs> that's about <laughs> um, me. So it's about me, you know. That's what I put in the letter. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, some clever little rhymes and everything. Like like Stefan said, I like the chorus. It that's got got those cute cute arms, but. Yeah, I mean it's it, it is what it is. So I'm gonna do two point one cheesesteaks. Nice. All right. Cheesesteak. So I I like the song. It's it's a nice, fun little like deep dive that we can pull ourselves out of and listen to. And it's kind of cool to have never heard this before and then go, oh yeah, that's kind of fun. Is it something I'm going to seek out on a regular basis? Absolutely not. It's not going on my playlist. I, I'm not going to listen to it or memorize it if it comes up. Um, not because it's not fun and not because it's not a... Um, not, not that it doesn't have a good beat or anything like that. It does. And I like their playfulness of it. But when I go to their concerts and I hear their ad-libs, speaking of which, this is probably one of their better ad-libs because... They're, they're kind of just riffing, but at the same time, they had a little bit of time and practice, I'm sure, to smooth it up and, and polish it a little bit more than the usual ad-libs. Um, that being said, like I don't want to hear the same ad-lib over and over and over again when I go to their concerts. I liked listening to this a couple of times, and then it loses its shine because I know it, and it's supposed to just be an ad-lib off the top of their heads. Um, and so for that reason, I'm going to give it a 2.4. Ooh. Wow. Now, was this a song that was created for a concert? At a no, concert? it was created. Did they actually, it was created. Did they actually write this and plan it? I, as I, I mentioned it before you came on, but this was done in between their double album. So their first, their first double of the double album had just been released, and the second of their double album uh, was being finished up and worked on in the studio. So my guess is like, one, it's a promotional thing. And two, they're like, we don't have a ton of time to put into that at the same time as doing this thing that's supposed to promote our album. Like, let's do something fun. Um, but I don't, I, it was something that was officially released on eMusic, but that's the only place that you could get it. And, and I think if you know Michael Brennan, and if, if you like Michael Brennan, like, then this song takes gives you gives much more meaning to that um if if he was someone i knew in my life it would be on my playlist because i'd be like rocking to it and listening to it because it had meaning it doesn't have meaning for me which is why the score was so low for me right yeah i think where they went with it is it was it was a contest and and this michael brennan won the contest and the reward was to have bare naked ladies write a song for you based on some information it sounds like he sent in a letter with a bunch of fun little or like send us a letter put some fun little factoids in there and we'll 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 twist that into the song and you know he did that um that said i mean all the references apply to michael brennan except for a few things um so only he and his people that know him get all the the references but i also think they thought it was decent enough and clever enough that they they could put it out there for the public yeah. to at least hear it you know 
not going an album or anything, but. Oh, gotcha. So it never made it into an no. album. No. It was no, an no, extra no. for the album, but it was all it was was just an extra. So one, I do want to put out there for people. Um, I do realize if you're listening to this, um, go back and listen to maybe our maybe Katie episode and our maybe not episode again. Um, a couple of people have written to me and said there's a problem with it. I am in the process of fixing it now. So by the time this episode comes out, the ep- then the uh, episode mm. should be all fixed. So maybe Katie and maybe not should be all fixed by now and and be in the right order. Was the problem I was on it? Um, and for the appearance this week, um, another thing that they like to do a lot in concert is their melodies, medleys, I mean, uh, where they stick a bunch yeah. of songs together. And they did release that on the Ladies Room Volume 4 album. Um, that was a special gift to the people that were in the Ladies Room, um, the, the fan club. Uh, it squeezes a number of their songs and other people's songs together. And when they get to the Hey Jude ending... They replace each other's band name, you know, each other's names into the Hey Jude part, which is kind of cool. Um, I didn't want to cover it as a full song because, one, they're just kind of covering a bunch of different things. It is something they did in their concerts quite often um, and they continue to do, which is great. But it it doesn't really speak as its own thing because they're always changing it up. So for that reason, I'm just going to mention it as an appearance here this week. Yeah, that actually surprised me when I saw because I the only time I've seen Bare Naked Ladies live was during Peep Show, which wasn't you know their full arena concert. It was more of the Q and A kind of thing, uh, but still uh, promoting EDE. But when they did the medley there, they did a, they did knock an acoustic medley. They, they just came out with a couple of acoustic guitars and did a bunch of songs. They did one week in that. That was their one week for that show. They didn't do a big full version of one week. So I thought that was really interesting and kind of unique. I was, that, that would be a cool way to hear one week though. Uh, yeah, it, and it was like one of those like, okay, you know, we do this song all the time. Let's just mix it up. So yeah, they're they're the one week they did when I saw them live wasn't one week. It was a, an acoustic. So they shortened that, they just that came one week down to just a few days. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it was like <laughs> Tuesday. It's always Tuesday. <laughs> well, guys, we really should get going now. I have said my point of view, and I really don't want to bother you. But I will see this whole thing through. So next week's song is also going to be an exclusive release song. It's going to be Moonstone. And those who love Moonstone will get Moonstone. all the references I just oh, threw. Oh, yeah. By Van Morrison. Could I have just one more Moonstone with you tonight? <laughs> if you disagree with our opinions, cool. write to us at barenakedabcs at gmail.com or on uh, on to us at Facebook at Barenaked uh, BNL Podcast. Um, Michael Brennan's about to write in and rip us a new one. Uh, he, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've already had a number of people write into us oh. this week about the maybe Katie and maybe not problems. So what, was, what was wrong with maybe Katie? They're, they're mixed up. The oh. audio is all mixed up and, and not there and Something that can probably fix in about five minutes. Unbelievable. It was one of those ones where I was going away on vacation and released both at the same time. But I probably got the order all mixed up. I think that was one where I got you the audio really late, too. I don't know. So, I'll fix that. 
Speaking of which, I need to zoom because I need to uh, edit that, and I also got to get going and pack for tomorrow. Okay. Because tomorrow we're camping, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're currently zooming, so. But not zooming. Not zooming. No. no. The zoom where I'm <laughs> The zoom. No. no one's left within the zoom where it's happening. The zoom where it's happening. The zoom where it's happening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.